We are the Mystery History Podcast. I'm Allison. I'm Rachel. Welcome to episode 116 on Pazuzu Algarod, the devil you know. And this guy is crazy. He's gross. He's gross. Very gross. And very crazy. I don't. I watched this documentary that was out on him, but I don't really remember everything. So I feel like I'm going to be re-disgusted. I remember being disgusted. Oh, yeah. And sad, but not like the details. <laughs> so the so I watched the documentary a long time ago, and then I went back and re-watched it um, because Jamie, uh, she had kind of brought it back to our attention and mm-hmm. um, shout out to her for recommending. And so I rewatched it and their notes are like, it's a documentary. It's a really good documentary. I think it's got four episodes, four or five. I can't remember. Um, it's on Hulu. It's from Vice, which I love anything Vice does. They do a really good job. But I feel like I, while I was trying to research this on websites and get like the timeline it was all very basic and it was all the same thing over and over again with not a lot of details. So yeah, luckily I had the the documentary to kind of go in and fill in the gaps. But if you were doing research for yourself, it's really hard to this find. This is the same problem I had with our Patreon episode when yeah. I, was, I would research and I could find like a one little paragraph blurb same thing over and over on different websites and like that was it yep yeah so so the notes aren't super long the documentary they go in way more with the missing persons aspect of things and how the families were feeling and and all of that this is kind of just a straight shot at pazuzu and the crazy shit that happened um so it's not as in-depth but highly recommend that documentary it's very well Mm -hmm. done yeah. But bef- before we get into that, we got some business. Business. What do we want them to do? Like, share, and subscribe, please. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. We also have Patreon available. We have a $2 tier and a $5 tier. We just hit 100th episode, our 100th. That's a lot of episodes out there that you guys could be listening to. It does. It is. And we also have uh, stickers that we send to anybody that joins. However, we also have a free sticker that we're giving away to anybody who would like one. All you have to do is shoot us a message and let us know. Yep. And we've got something super duper exciting. I'm really mm-hmm. excited about it. I'm excited too. Our friends uh, at Big Wicks Candle Company, we are partnering with them. Um, they have, I've I've purchased candles from them prior. Um, me and... Ambria actually met on Instagram a long time ago in a plus size movement uh, pizza sisters for life hashtag, which is weird, Uh but it's been like, what, 10 years probably. Uh, So her and her husband started this business. I've purchased things from them before and they are doing a 10% off to anybody who uses our code mystery. Their website is bigwickscandlecompany.com. And they just released their fall candle line, uh, which I'm so excited about. They have some really cute stuff. The Hocus Pocus trio of candles is really, really cool. And then 
I'm just making sure I see you put a couple notes here to talk about certain things and I don't want to overshadow, yeah. but I'm not talking about it. They also have a scream queen candle. Like, yep. These look really cool. <laughs> when they have like um, funny ones too for every, you know, every season, they have like the Karen, which yeah. is in like, I just cleaned this MF house, <laughs> which is like and- laundry smell. Yeah, and I see Grandpa's cough syrup yep. <laughs> in here for the fall line. Like, that's hilarious. Yeah, the ones I'm super excited about is the Country Dickens Cider. It's like donut rings infused with warm apple cider and sugar. Yes, mm-hmm. all of that, please. And I'm then they've got... Big a- on the, I'm not big on the bakery smells, but give me, me a yeah. good clean. Well, the Hello Gorgeous you'd probably like. It's got spices. Yeah. Um, in bonfires kind of smell embers i'm really a big fan of amber smelling stuff Mm -hmm. so yeah definitely so please they have they also have something for everyone (laughs) yeah they they don't just have candles they have uh wax melts they have sprays like room sprays that you can use uh, and they're just two amazing people so uh show some love to them and use mystery for 10 percent off your order which is a deal that is a deal. And they're it. not charging like Bath and Body Works prices here. A good candle's $12. That's a great deal. That is a great deal. Love it. And they smell del- delicious, all of them. Okay. Well, I think that's all for the business. Do you have anything else to add? No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, let's get into this Pazuzu guy, shall we? Let's, let's, let's do it. John Alexander Lawson was born on August 12th, 1978 in San Francisco, California to Timothy J. and Cynthia Lawson. They had gotten married in 1971, but they separated in 1990. After that, the family relocated to North Carolina and John spent most of his life with his mother in Clemens, North Carolina, which is close to Winston-Salem. And he was like a normal person. Yeah. Yeah at one Say point that, and then i was like uh, yeah he's cute yeah and uh yeah like kind of looks like a skater boy type situation mm-hmm. with the hair in his eyes maybe like a little kurt cobainy yeah he's he's an attractive guy there not anymore <laughs> fell off yeah. the rails hard as a teenager john suffered from two mental illnesses agoraphobia and schizophrenia Uh, agoraphobia is a fear of being in situations where escape might be difficult or that help wouldn't be available if things go wrong isn't that also a fear of just like leaving your house it's like open open spaces essentially too like where you yeah you don't want to go outside because it's open spaces and you can't control what's happening okay that makes sense some people believe it's just a fear of open spaces but it is more complicated than that so As you said, schizophrenia is where some people interpret reality abnormally, such as seeing hallucinations or delusion. His mother, Cynthia, tried to get him help, but she wasn't able to afford much. This caused his mental condition to decline rapidly. I hate that. I hate that, too. And I have have witnessed this firsthand. So Mm -hmm. I believe I have ADHD. Yeah. And maybe I just don't have the right family doctor, but they will not prescribe Ritalin or anything to me until I am diagnosed with ADHD. 
So they sent me to this place that I had to go to. My first visit, so it was two sessions. The first one was the cheapest. And then the second was like to get your diagnosis. They give you a whole wide array of questions. They have you talk to a psychiatrist. This first session, the cheaper was $400. That is with my insurance, which is not bad insurance. That is insane. And then the second, so they called me back and I was like sticker shocked, but I'm like, okay, well, it can't be, you know, can't be more than that. that. Much worse. Yeah. Uh, But it was, it was going to be $600 for me to get to the second appointment and get my results. So I still believe I have ADHD, but we'll never know because I'm not paying $600. It's like you have to like crowdfund to afford access to and and any health actually but yeah Yeah. i mean and then to think i mean we haven't gone through the story yet but think if he could have gotten help here absolutely then maybe we wouldn't be talking about this kid you know and it's sad that being able to afford health care is like such a such a problem for so many people I mean and I know like that just keeps you from you know taking care of yourself mm-hmm. it is in a it lot of situations everything. and oh yeah for sure and just the availability especially to mental health like it's getting better sure yeah. but you know you get into situations like he's a kid here right so he's he's a teenager mm-hmm. so his mother can step in and say we need to like do the these things or what we're doing and like get him you know mental health care when you become an adult if you have mental disabilities disabilities is that even the right word mm-hmm. mental illnesses mental illnesses yeah. whatever and you have to take care of yourself like you're the one that has to sign up for this stuff and you're the one that has to go through all this stuff like you're not going to do it. You're not in a good mental place. Why would, Why do we put that kind of responsibility on people? I mean, that's a double-edged sword because you don't want to just like drive around and be like, that person's schizophrenic, that person's right. schizophrenic. But, you know, there needs to be some better offering and some better care and some better ways to deal with that because, oh my gosh, it's it's gross. It is because these these people really try and they can't. And I just think it's the same that goes for like the healthcare part of it as well. I spend $400 a month on my medicine because of my diabetes. Mm-hmm. Like that is And that's ridiculous. Yeah. Metformin, which a lot of people take for diabetes has not changed. The formula has not changed. It is the same pill that 10 years ago was $5, maybe probably not even maybe like a dollar. And yeah. now people have to spend hundreds of dollars to get a pill when nothing's changed. Like, and all all these pharmaceutical companies are just getting fatter and fatter, and we're just dying because you, luckily I have the ability to pay for that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't, and it's just and and I don't want to. The fact that some people have to decide, you know, am I going to eat or am I going to get my medication, and like that is you deciding. You should never to have die. to do that. Yeah, you should never. Which way do you want to die? Do you want to starve to death or do you want to die from not having your medicine? It's, like, it's so ir- like it's oh, it just angers me so much. That bothers me a lot, too. Something else that bothers me before we continue is teenagers. And when parents are like scared and like probably in this situation, I feel like we see this a lot with kids that end up like shooting up their high schools and stuff. 
or like mass murdering people when they're just a little bit over teenage years i feel like parents are always like i was scared and didn't know where to get help i mean i feel like that happened Mm -hmm. with well i'm not even gonna list because i might be wrong and i like to check things before i say them (laughs) but you know i feel like that happens a lot so if you're like scared of your child what do you do right there's like no option no mental health professionals that you can if you can't afford it for your kid you're not gonna be able to afford it for yourself and to Mm -hmm. try to come up with some coping skills or or ways to deal with that situation yeah Yeah. no it just puts everybody in a super bad position yeah we're really lacking in that availability in 1991 at the age of 13 john started drinking alcohol eventually turning into an alcoholic he started getting violent and would harm animals around him which is something we also see unfortunately that's common in psychopaths Mm -hmm. john started getting influenced by satanism and decided he wanted to change his name to something people would remember i mean john is a pretty memorable name there's a lot of johns out there yeah, there so are really, if you're there. going for like, he wants people to notice him. Yeah, he wants people to notice his name, not yeah, be a John. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In 2002, John changed his name to Pazuzu Ala Alagard. Pazuzu, of course, being the name of the demon of ancient origin and the Exorcist. So, like, good luck with that name doing anything good i don't like it well i was not as you will find that was not his intent (laughs) no he wanted to be remembered not in the good way he had no plans of doing anything good Mm -mm. cynthia and pazuzu can you imagine living with somebody and having to call them pazuzu no (laughs) i don't (laughs) or cynthia (laughs) if i was his mother I would still call him freaking John. It's like, I named you. You came out of my body. You will answer to John. <laughs> right. <Not Pazuzu. laughs> so Cynthia and Pazuzu lived on 2749 Knob Hill Drive in Clemens, North Carolina. Pazuzu quickly took over the house and started inviting people over to hang out. His followers grew every day and quickly people were consumed with Pazuzu. He would have sex with almost all of his female followers He had two girlfriends that he called fiancés, and when his followers, who he called the misfits and outcasts, came over, they did drugs, mostly heroin, drank alcohol, cut themselves, cut each other, drank animal blood, and performed animal sacrifices. Ew. Pazuzu covered all of his walls with smears of human or animal blood. He put satanic posters and drawings elsewhere in his mother's house how could you i don't know i don't know how you could allow that in your house and i would call the police and there was in the documentary this isn't in my notes but there was a person that they interviewed that was a um, neighbor to them and back whenever he was a young child they went to school together and she would go over to his house and they had like white carpet that was pristine. You had to take your shoes off before you went in the house, like just real tidy. And then it goes from that to this shithole. 
Yeah. So something I'm sure she probably had some mental things going on too to allow this in your house. Or like you said, if she was scared. Scared. And yeah. what do you do? Mm-hmm. Pazuzu, surprisingly, liked to scare people and made them uncomfortable. He sharpened his teeth to points, split his tongue, and tattooed his face. He claimed his favorite idol was Charles Manson, so he decided to create his own religion mixed with Luciferianism and Islam. He picked those two religions specifically because people were afraid of the devil and people were afraid of terrorists because 9-11, you know. Yeah. How how um, religious in his own religion do you think he and his followers were? I... I think we t- we talk about this a little later, but probably not very. They thought that I can't remember if I say this or not, but he, they did. He didn't shower, and he didn't. They like to kill and do sacrifices on the full moon because it re-energized them from Satan. I don't really know how much Islam he had in there. <laughs> it's a lot of animal sacrifice, bloodletting, shit I'm everywhere. Just like, I'm just curious, like, how much, like, effort and uh, research was put into creating your own religion? Were you just like, we're just going to do whatever I feel like today and I'm going to make some shit up? Or was like there, like, I feel like effort. that's every cult. Yeah. Did you document it? <laughs> hey, like, <laughs> are there, is there reasoning behind the things you're doing? But no, yeah, they don't no. care. They're on heroin. and cutting cutting everybody and oh the animal sacrifice thing if if my kid animal sacrificed in my house they'd be gone real quick yeah absolutely not (laughs) you're gonna lock it lock your kid in the basement (laughs) yeah i'll be on some show because that's not happening up in here (laughs) yeah that is not happening in this house either the only animal sacrifices we allow are from my cats (laughs) yeah or the chicken that's in the fridge (laughs) (laughs) Right. So at Pazuzu's house, nothing was off limits. People could do whatever they wanted, whether it be take a crap in a corner, which why would you want to do that? But obviously somebody did. Mm -hmm. A lot of people did. Mm -hmm. That takes a lot of leg strength. I'm telling you what, squats (laughs) are hard, man. And how do you not poop on yourself? Like, it's hard to pee outside. And I As always a get female, let alone trying to actually poop and squat like that. That sounds like so much effort I'm not interested in in being a part of. Well, and how quick are your poops? Like right. This is what I mean. Are you squatting there for like five minutes? Or right. Or is it just two seconds and then you're done? And what do you wipe with? I don't know. There's so I many questions. Know. I've got a lot of questions that I don't want to know the answer to. <laughs> Um, so you could take a crap in a corner or punch holes in the wall in the documentary one interview view stated that as soon as you stepped into his house the smell of ammonia hit you in the face people are peeing everywhere i can't believe that pazuzu told one of his counselors that he only bathed once a year and never brushed his teeth and with the images that i've seen of this dude i 100 percent believe that he did not bathe and he was having sex with all of his fem- like female followers. 
how could I don't know it makes me gag smells are things I can't deal with I can't deal with smells and uh let's just not think about that (laughs) gross especially like I don't know when people are taking shits in corners I don't know what are you wiping with we still need to know (laughs) gross oh yo 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 uh he rarely used the actual bathroom which we talked about and just squatted in the corners of the house he said that he rarely bathed because he believed that the power of satan would cleanse them and his followers followed like followers do followers gonna follow followers gonna follow so they're like also not bathing no it's just so there's like a bunch of like very unbathed people sleeping together and pooping in corners going on i feel like that's how you do not invite me to that party (laughs) no (laughs) oh no when people asked about the foul smell pazuzu and his followers would say it's all the dead bodies Mm. again i'm calling the cops if you tell me that yeah (laughs) for sure he claimed he killed people and either burned their bodies or buried them in his backyard. People just thought they were lying. Don't do that. Don't think people are lying. No. Just call the cops. Right. <laughs> it's not your decision. There were tales of Pazuzu killing prostitutes and eating them. According to the group, they only committed murders on full moons. Okay. Right. All of these things. According to the group, they commit murders on full moons. They're burying people in the backyard, eating prostitutes, or burning them. Call the police. You hear something, say something. Do not assume that these crazy people are lying. We need a t-shirt. Just so we can advertise all the time if you (laughs) hear something, (laughs) say something. Too often it's like people knew about stuff going on, but like not enough to do like act on it but they should have but then it's like snitches get stitches you know i don't know which hashtag are you gonna go with they're probably telling all sorts of people so how are you gonna know well i can't imagine (laughs) if they're having parties all the time and if they're doing this during the parties somebody somewhere has got to be like this is weird (laughs) yeah i'm i didn't sign up for this i gotta go like to the police station somebody not necessarily in their circle but i'm sure they brought friends and Mm -hmm. wowzers yeah Hmm. uh november 2009 an anonymous tip was submitted by a friend of pazuzu named matt who was told by Pazuzu's girlfriend that she helped bury a body in the backyard. She actually had a picture of the body under a tarp with a leg sticking out. And Matt is in this documentary a lot. He is very torn with what happened with Pazuzu because he was his friend. But he also went to war. He believes that if he didn't, go to war none of this crazy stuff would have happened he would have kept them straight um and now he has ptsd from the stuff he saw please over. please define what straight means he felt like he could have kept Pazuzu specifically straight or like yes. was straight just uh not bathing and pooping in corners and murders mm. out of line it's hard to know because he definitely has a drinking problem now 
Um, however, I think he has a code of honor. I could just feel it. And the deaths probably wouldn't have occurred. But okay. that's, you know, who who's to say? It's, gotcha. You can't blame your, like, he can't blame himself for that. He, right. No, you can't, so, you're not responsible for somebody else's actions, but. Yes. So he, and he made the right choice that we've been saying, if you hear something, say something. Even though Pazuzu was his friend after the girlfriend came through, he told the cops Said about something. it. something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good for him three months later in february 2010 police conduct a search of the house but they don't find any evidence to what three months later yeah and i don't i think they just went through the um house they didn't like do any digging or anything like that and Mm -hmm. they just saw that everything was disgusting um but that's about it yeah uh may 28th 2010 Pazuzu's mother, Cynthia, pressed charges against her son for domestic violence. He had grabbed her from behind and choked her. So, yeah, she's probably scared as shit. Scared. Yeah, scared. I can imagine. October 2010, Pazuzu, now age 31, was charged with accessory after the fact of involuntary manslaughter related to the shooting death of Joseph Emmerich Chandler, whose body was found in September in september in 2010 on a boat ramp in donaha i said that right right yeah donaha Mm -hmm. park pazuzu was accused of misleading investigators and allowing a suspect in the shooting to stay at his home from the documentary according to his mother 30 year old joseph emmerich chandler was a 30 year old legally blind man who was walking to the store when he met nicholas reese and pazuzu he left with the group and went to the river. While Joseph was turned toward the river, Nicholas pulled out a shotgun to shoot Joseph in the head, but the gun jammed. He then walked back to the car, got a pistol, and shot Joseph as he was lighting a cigarette. Ugh. On a full moon. Also. And it doesn't really say what these deaths on a full moon do aside from just give them energy. But, like, it, it doesn't go much more into that. So, really, these are all for nothing. And they're just finding, like, a random person mm-hmm. that, and that's just sad. It is sad. His mother, oh, she was a mess in this. And, and like, how could you, you know, you feel responsible, not I'm sure, for yeah. the actions of your children, sure. Um, March 2011, Nicholas Rizzi is sentenced to 13 months in prison for involuntary manslaughter, which is nothing. How is that involuntary? That looks very voluntary. Yeah, you used one gun, it didn't work, and then you got another gun. Like Very voluntary. Very Premeditated. Voluntary. <laughs> yep. And 13 months, that's nothing. No, that is absolutely nothing. That's disgusting. September 22nd, 2011, Amber Birch, Pazuzu's girlfriend, was accused of attempting to choke and slap Cynthia. So she's just getting all kinds of crap. She was sentenced to 12 months probation. November 2011, Amber Birch was charged with assault and battery for hitting Pazuzu in the face. So that was during her probation. Yep, poor choice. October 5th, 2014. So this is a Several time years. jump here. 
three years later, authorities executed a search warrant for 2749 Knob Hill Drive in Clemens, where they uncovered skeletal remains of two people buried in a shallow grave or in shallow graves in the backyard. Warrants revealed the two were killed in 2009. Pazuzu, now 35 years old, and Amber Birch, 24 at the time, were charged with one count of murder and one count of accessory after the fact to murder. Can we do some light math here? 2009, mm-hmm. she was 19 years old. And he was 30. Yep. Young and and you'd have to be young and dumb to like be like, oh yeah, my boyfriend let's people shit in their house and you know we put fine. each other hail <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. satan <laughs> that's just i mean that's sad though a 19 year old and a 30 year old like impressionable right no real woman would be cool with that well and any of it like young and stupid yeah at 19 so i don't know no do not approve october 6 2014 pazuzu and amber had their first court appearance and asked for court appointed attorneys a third person crystal matlock who was also like one of his fiances uh was 28 at the time and was charged in connection with the death of one person whose body was found matlock was accused of helping bury the guy one of the guys on October 7th, 2014, county officials declare Pazuzu and Cynthia's home unfit for human habitation. The house was filled with trash, mold, and animal feces. A code enforcer also said that the house contained hundreds of dead and living flies, feces, and urine that had been ground into the floor and walls, decayed animal parts and remains, and dried blood-like substances on the walls and animal cages with carcasses. Graffiti was all over the walls, with bones and words like, evil will prevail. Wow. and <laughs> Some light feel, interior decorating. And I feel like whenever they went for that tip that Matt had submitted in 2009, it was probably just as bad then. And it yeah. took this whole murder situation to be like, maybe somebody shouldn't be living there. After they found two bodies. Do do something about this. Mm -hmm. October 13th, 2014, the two bodies found at the property were identified as Joshua Frederick Wetzler and Tommy Dean Welch. Both men disappeared in 2009. Per arrest records, it says that Pazuzu killed Wetzler in July 2009 and then Amber helped bury the body. It's also said that Birch killed Welsh in October 2009 and Pazuzu helped her with the burial. Autopsies showed that both men were shot in the head. And in the documentary, most of it centers around Joshua Frederick Wetzler's partner, ex-partner. They had a child together. He had gotten in trouble because he had um, ordered mushrooms off the a website mm-hmm. and they were sent via the mail and he was caught and that's like a federal offense so he got like eight years or something i can't remember so don't quote me on that but something ridiculous eight years i believe in prison for this 
he got out. He was trying to like do better and get everything together for his family. And then he just up and disappeared. And it was his ex-partner trying to find him and even um, giving the the police like, I think Pazuzu had something to do with it and they didn't do anything. I hate to hear that. So it was very much about her and her journey through this whole thing. Can we back up again with our justice system? One guy tried to kill somebody, went back, got a different gun, and did kill somebody and got 13 months in jail. Mm -hmm. And then another guy ordered some mushrooms on the internet and got eight years. Can we please decriminalize drugs? Like, it is ridiculous. And it wasn't like it was even like enough to distribute or you know anything like that. Not some kingpin situation. No, if you order mushrooms on the mushrooms. internet, it's not even a pack of mushrooms. Probably it was probably here's the shit to grow them. Yeah, like it's like what is this? It's it's nuts. That is that crazy. Is that that is more important than yeah. murder. Put him on. Somebody. Put him on probation. Keep an eye on him. Make sure he's not distributing mushrooms at the elementary school. Mm-hmm. And let's all live our lives. But this other guy can kill somebody and he gets involuntary manslaughter in 13 months in jail. I don't want him to see that guy on the streets. I will hang out with Joshua Frederick Wetzler all day long. I don't want to see the shooting guy ever. Yep. (laughs) Like, what is that? (laughs) Crazy. It is insane. That makes me so mad. (laughs) Can't even mm, read right now. I'm so pissed. (laughs) January 2015, Forsyth County Housing Department said Cynthia had until mid-February to submit proof she would make her house inhabitable. Her first deadline was December 2014. In February 2015, foreclosure proceedings began for the Clemens home, so she just couldn't do it. And there was, in the documentary, it said that they had, like, a hearing to talk about giving her an extension and what she was doing she didn't say anything the whole time nothing didn't answer any questions was like a looking like a zombie just nope nothing that would be so overwhelming oh yeah especially with the state of the house which from the outside this house looked nice yeah they kept the outside looking very nice the backyard was kind of a shit show but the the front, they kept that up, and it was a nice, big looking, you know, um, big ranch house. home. And that would be so expensive because poor, like poor Cynthia, you, you she would have to either do that herself, and that is dangerous, mm-hmm. or hire a company to do it. And it's not like a cleaning company; they have to be like certified to deal with bodily fluids, and yep. that would be so expensive. Yeah. And at that point, would you, it's almost so far gone. It would be better just to let it go. And plus you wouldn't have those memories of all of that shit. Yeah. That would be hard to even want to stay there. March, 2015 Wells Fargo bank planned to move forward with foreclosure and demolish the home. And April 24th, 2015, the home was demolished and it took two hours. And there was a lot of people that were out there cheering because of all the terrible things that had gone on in this house. It was nice to just have it gone. Gone. Yeah. 
May 13th, 2015, Pazuzu was transferred from Forsyth County Jail to Central Prison in Raleigh for safekeeping. Now, what's safekeeping? I don't know. What does that mean? This is the second time he had been transferred, and typically prisoners are transferred for safekeeping due to security issues, mental health disorders, or medical conditions that they can better, you know, do at another prison. So it was either security or mental health, right? I'm assuming mental health. Probably, but also probably it it could easily be security. This guy does not look like everyone else. He probably, I, mean, I don't know. Don't you think he might have like a target because of the way he looks in prison? He kind of looks like a skinhead, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just all the facial tattoos. It's a lot. If his yeah. teeth are pointy and his tongue is cut in half and all the face, it's a lot altogether. Yeah. That it's the whole package. <laughs> could, yeah. <laughs> could put, could put a target on your back. I would say. October 28, 2015, Pazuzu was found dead in his jail cell at 4.20 a.m. in the central prison. Autopsies would reveal that he died due to blood loss from a deep wound to a major blood vessel in his left arm at the pit of his elbow. His death was ruled a suicide, but authorities could not conclude what he had used to cut himself. Some believe he used his own chiseled teeth to bite a hole in his arm, but nothing was conclusive. Could you imagine how far you'd have to go down to get to that vein and f- die from it? I couldn't. I no. <laughs> I no. Couldn't, I could not do that. And how long would that take? I don't know. How pointy are his teeth? I don't know. Hopefully, it was just a one bite situation, and he just went hard. Because yeah, if you have to do that twice, I would take a lot Ugh. to mentally get there. Oh, man. And it would have to probably be that, right? Or else they would have found something. It's a jail cell. Yeah. It's not like there's a lot of options. You would also think that they would be able to see that it was blood on his teeth or something like a freaking shark bite in his mouth. Yeah, something. But they're saying that they they don't they don't think that that's what happened. But I mean, I'm not seeing any other option. Yeah, nothing was conclusive. March 9th, 2017, Amber Birch pleaded guilty to second-degree murder, armed robbery, and accessory after the fact to the murder and the death of Tommy Dean Welsh. She was ordered to serve a minimum of 30 years and eight months in prison with a maximum sentence of 39 years and two months. So in the documentary, they say that Pazuzu really kind of screwed her over by killing himself. Just because now the only focus is on her yeah she has to pay the price to blame here yeah and there's not no anybody else that can deny the story or agree to the story i mean it's just they're gonna hellfire on her right which 30 years yeah somebody's got to pay for it uh, prosecutors said she used a 22 caliber rifle to shoot Tommy Dean Welsh twice as he sat on the couch at Knob Hill. Prosecutors said that the same rifle was used to shoot Joshua Wetzler. His body was kept in the house for several weeks before Pazuzu called Amber because she was staying in South Carolina at the time and asked her to come back and help her bury the body. 
Now, the other thing that I want to mention in this whole thing is that um, Joshua Wetzler, and I forget her name and I'm sorry, but his significant other that was looking for him all this time was in the courtroom and they pretty much kept a lot of stuff away from her. Like she would ask questions. She didn't know anything until this guy, another reporter was like helping her get um, court dot or um, I'm sorry, police reports Reports. and things like that so she found out in that room that Pazuzu's mother Cynthia was there whenever Joshua was shot she was getting ready for work he was shot she came out saw him shot went back in her room finished getting ready for work and left now what how yeah. Do you do that? Yeah. I am surprised that they did not go after her for eating and abetting or, you know. Yeah. But that also, because that's so crazy, what kind of mental state was she really in? obviously i mean she was living in the house while all that stuff was going on like yeah mm, that's Mm. that's sad that's hard to that would be hard to hear um also i have this um birch i'm sorry i'm gonna finish this up really quick because i have something else to say birch's projected release date is may 20th 2045 so she'll be in jail for a long time which she should be Mm-hmm. another interesting story that i didn't really know where to put in the timeline but it was very interesting to me is they had um so a bunch of junkies used to go to his house right and do drugs and heroin so it this one kid and i can't remember his name either he was he had really good credit because his mother had paid off his student loans so he had a lowe's card didn't have any money, needed drugs. So he would go to Lowe's, he would buy stuff with his credit card, and then he'd sell it. Mm-hmm. Well, Pazuzu had decided that they needed to get rid of the carpet that was in their house, and they wanted to put down flooring. And this kid was like, I got a Lowe's card. We can go get you know the stuff, and then I'll help you rip up the carpet and do all that stuff. So he does all this, and then he hears that two murders were committed at the house. And he didn't say anything about it. And he was asked, did you notice anything like blood or anything like that? It sounds like there was blood all over the house. Yeah. And he's like, well, no, I didn't notice anything out of the ordinary because it was, I'm sure, disgusting. Could you imagine ripping up shit carpet? Like, Mm -mm. mm -mm. how did he hear that there were two murders in the house? Because I guess the group was like talking and he had heard... And and it seemed like he all these people knew. I don't know if if they just bought into the idea of like you know him saying the house stinks because all the dead bodies. He's just bullshitting, and you you know you feel like oh yeah he's just trying to be cool or whatever. I guess if that's cool, but so you probably just don't even like oh it's just another rumor because this guy's crazy. Because mm-hmm. there's nothing that says that he really did uh kill and eat prostitutes like right there's no they didn't find any other bodies in the backyard aside from those two um so i don't know i i feel like he liked to put on a show 
for people and they didn't know what to believe and what not to believe and that kind of helped him and skating by things and yeah getting away with things for a while Mm -hmm. wowzers that is wowzers so he's disgusting yeah yep that's crazy let me cite my 15,000 sources here. <laughs> okay. Do that. Uh, I went to journalnow.com, which is a, no- a local newspaper, uh, the tealmango.com, all that's interesting.com, investigationdiscovery.com, medium.com, and then the Vice documentary, The Devil You Know, that is available on Hulu, which we very much recommend. Um there's videos of clips of his house if you want to mm-hmm. look through them and watch the terrible, terrible stuff they got going on in there. Um, just kind of puts you in a different mindset of like what they were used to. Yeah, like the state of the house they were living in. I mean, that that's what I remember mostly from the documentary. It was like a hoarder house mm-hmm. of disgusting things. Yeah, trash piled high, everything bad, yeah. bad news bears, bad situation. And yeah, speaking of the mom's mental health situation, definitely she could not have been in a good place living and just going to like going to bed, getting ready, going to work in that kind of environment that can't be okay. And I couldn't even imagine like having a room in a house like that. Excuse me. Um, where you have to, how could you ever feel relaxed? I would always be afraid that somebody would come in the room. You don't know who these people are in your house, right? They could be anybody. Um, and I right. would just feel you'd Never be in a constant state of fight or flight. Yeah, tense all the time. Yeah, sad. But Poor Cynthia. But yeah. also, she should have said something if she saw a dead body. How do you go to work and work after seeing somebody get murdered in the morning? Like, <laughs> pack up your shit and go to work. She must have some sort of, like, disassociation disorder of some sort. Because, I mean, she had to probably disassociate from a lot All of shit. All the time. <laughs> like, yeah. everything that was happening in her house, her son. Um, I don't know. All of it. The moral of the story is you see something or hear something, say something, Mm -hmm. and mental health is important. I mean, this guy was hiding in plain sight with his situation. And if something seems like a cult, it's definitely a cult. Right. (laughs) And nobody wants to be in a cult. No. (laughs) So, well. Don't be in a cult. (laughs) Don't be in a cult, folks. So don't forget about our um, partnering with Big Wicks Candle Company, bigwickscandlecompany.com. Use mystery for 10% off. Mm-hmm. And we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Let us know how you feel about him. And mm-hmm. we hope you have a good week and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.